Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and horror. Today we will take a break from our journey into Falkovnia to make a special episode about Miradoth, the most powerful wizard in the Land of the Mists. This episode is a special collaboration with Mr. Welch, who has an excellent YouTube channel about the world of Mistara. Mr. Welch discusses Meredoth's past in the known world of Mistara, and I will address his situation in Ravenloft after he is engulfed by the mists. Meredoth was a character first introduced in the Ship of Horrors adventure, one of the six modules of the Grand Conjunction. He also appears in the book Domains of Dread, but has subsequently received no new updates on official products, nor has he returned in the new book Van Richten Guide to Ravenloft. The character was great detail in a book made by fans from the Fraternity of Shadows, a website full of content and information about the setting, and in my view the best and main source of information and fun content of the classic Ravenloft setting. Meredoth's past is detailed in the Nocturnal Sea Gazetteer, and the link to the website where you can download the book is in the video description. I would also like to thank Joel Perkins of the Fraternity of Shadows, for allowing me to mention the content and material produced by the Fraternity of Shadows in this video. Are you ready? So head first to Mr. Welch's channel to discover Meredoth's past in Mistara, and come back here to discover his icy lair and the terrible fate of the mage after his imprisonment in the mists. You dare to disturb me. Your presence on this island is nothing more than an irritating distraction, and I will deal with you as I treat any other living infestation of organic matter. You will know the true power in the hands of your superior warmth. Your last mistake was not leaving me alone. Miradov is the Dark Lord of Nebriktod, a domain that occupies a considerable portion of the Nocturnal Sea. He is a powerful, evil and misanthropic wizard, who lives alone on an icy island, surrounded by his undead servants and constructs. The character adapts the trope of the evil sorcerer, a wizard obsessed with his studies arrogant and proud, who thinks himself above morality and abuses his powers. Although there are many examples of evil sorcerers in fantasy works, such as the evil Saruman in Lord of the Rings, perhaps the most direct inspiration for the character is the sorcerer Prospero, isolated in his island from the play The Tempest of William Shakespeare. Meredoth Stahl for his body is aged and wrinkled. His deep blue eyes are hidden by heavy lids, and he keeps his white hair and beard long and shaggy. The mage has hands with long claw-like nails, and his skin is pale and covered in blue lines from his veins. His voice is a croaking and wheezy rasp, his touch clammy and cold, and he usually dresses in black and purple robes of an ash mage. 
Since Smeradov became the Dark Lord of Nebligdol, he hasn't aged a single day. Although he despises life and its weakness, he does not consider transforming himself into an undead creature. Not before completing his work and research to develop the perfect form, immune from the weaknesses of mortal bodies. The Arcane hates company or intrusion that break him from his work and research, and wants above all to be left alone in his island, hating any interruption in his projects. Meredith is arrogant and proud, and thinks himself above any living thing or moral dilemma. He is a misanthrope and has absolute contempt for any form of life. He believes that living and organic creatures are flawed, as they are subject to emotions and the illusion of free will, and he sees any creature only as possible sources for arcane experiments in his research of a perfect form, immune to these frailties and obedient to his commands. The Dark Lord of Nebrigtold is a necromancer of great power and a terrible opponent. In the book Domains of Dread, he is described as a 20-leveled necromancer in AD&D 2nd edition, and in the Fraternity of Shadows netbook Nocturnal Sea Gazetteer, he has 15 levels as a necromancer and 5 levels as an archmage in 3rd edition of D&D. Although he is a mage specialized in necromancy, Meredoth does not need to memorize the spells he already knew before becoming a Dark Lord. Upon being dragged into Ravenloft, his spellbook was left behind in the world of Mistara, but the Dark Powers granted him the ability to cast spells he already knew without needing to memorize them. He will still need to memorize new spells he learned after such event but this ability makes him an even more dangerous opponent, as he has great flexibility in the spells he can use in combat. The proud Arcane always taught himself superior to his peers and to all living creatures. His great goal is to eliminate the imperfections of the living body and create an intelligent construct or undead that does not have biological weaknesses, needs or emotions. And most important, it will have no free will, being totally obedient to his commands. Meredoth comes from the world of Mistara, a place where magic is more common and powerful than the lands of the mists, and has many powerful magical items at his disposal, such as cloaks, robes, bracelets, rings and amulets. One item he readily separates from is the rod White Fang for which he has developed a powerful bond. Repulsed by all life forms, Meredoth turned Hoarfrost, a huge white sea serpent, into a powerful Hubzine, an intelligent construct in the shape of a rod, and while holding such item, the magical effects of his spells become even more powerful. The White Fang Rod can revert its shape to that of a huge serpent to defend its master, and in addition to poison, it can become a conduit for touch spells. Meredoth is immune to attack from undead that are less powerful than the mage, and is able to simultaneously control a large number of obedient dead. 
his undead and constructs obey his mental commands precisely, and Meradoth can sense when he loses contact with one of his minions. The Dark Lord can control the weather, winds and tides in an area of his domain, but he must be present to unleash his powerful arcane energies over the seas and air. The recluse Meradoth rarely leaves the island of Todstan, however. Permanently destroying Meredoth is almost impossible, as the mage has numerous clones trapped in the ice. Such a mediating event happened only once in 737 of the Barovian Canada, and upon his return, Meredoth found that his appearance had become a little more beastly, with his fingernails now having a claw-like appearance. The mighty mage is the Dark Lord of Nebligtold, a domain that encompasses the largest part of the Nocturnal Sea, and several islands that exist in those waters. Within the Nocturnal Sea are also numerous islands that are the domain of other Dark Lords, and over which Meredoth has no influence. When he wishes to close the borders of his domain, Meredoth makes the sea waters of the frontier to become turbulent with 50 feet waves, with maelstorms and gales that make crossing the sea impossible. But what brought this mighty wizard to his misty prison? What nefarious research the necromancer pursues on his remote and frigid island? About Meredoth's past in Mistara, check out the video from the channel Mr. Welch, which tells about his past in Mistara in lengthy detail. The region of Neblictold was narrowed into the demiplane of dread in the year 635 of the Barovian Canada, and at the time it was a domain completely surrounded by the mists. Meredoth, sheltered from a blizzard in his underground halls, whose entrance had been built in the shape of mausoleums to scare off visitors. The wizard was surprised by the sudden change in weather as if nature had revolted against his actions, but he dismissed these foolish notions. Little did he know that the Dark Powers had noticed his cruel deeds, and now he had become a prisoner of the Land of the Mists. Meradoth spent a long time in his underground hall below the mausoleum, but after a while he noticed that the blizzard did not seem to cool down. Looking for a spell that could help him with the climate, he discovered, to his horror, that his grimoire, scrolls and arcane research were nowhere to be found. Miradov's disturbance was short-lived, as he soon discovered that he was able to cast spells he already knew, even without having access to his library and memorizing them. Just like a sorcerer, this curious condition led him to research more about what was happening to him surroundings. The entire island of Todsen had been snared into the demiplane of dread, and was now eternally shrouded in a constant blizzard and harsh winter. The only inhabitants of this icy hell were Meredoth and the undead and construct created by the wizard. This total isolation was perfect for Meredoth's research and studies, and he could finally continue his work undisturbed. However, he realized that he would soon run out of subjects and materials for his experiments. 
riding on his flying broom, he flew over the seas of his domain to explore the borders of his new prison. Meredith discovered that in addition to his icy island of Todstan, his vast domain also encompassed other islands that were inhabited, especially the large Graben Island. Satisfied that he had the means to continue his work, Meredith continued his research and proceeded to hire pirates who got lost in the mists and Gravenites outcasts and bandits to provide him with the bodies and materials for his research. Finally, Miradoth had the seclusion he always wanted and was the lord of a vast territory. The breaking of the link with his homeland in Mistara did not matter to him. The arrogant wizard believed that when such a prison in the mist was no longer convenient for him, he would dedicate himself to finding a way out of this demiplane, for nothing was beyond the reach of his intelligence and brilliance. Soon, however, his torment and frustration began. In the empire of Alpatia, his homeland, the arrogant and proud wizard stood out for his incredible arcane talent and for his inventiveness in creating, adapting and customizing arcane spells and rituals. He had become known for his new inventions to create new forms of constructs and undead and believed he was very close to his goal of creating a perfect construct or undead form. His curse in the land of the mists is being unable to unveil innovations or advances in his research. As much as he is still able to cast powerful arcane spells and even learn new spells, he has become incapable of coming up with new ideas and advances in his work. His greatest goal is always near but never attainable and the proud mage refuses to admit that he had lost his brilliance. Miradov is unable to come up with innovations or to think outside the box, but refuses to recognize that these failures are the result of his inability. The arrogant mage always blames the constant distractions of invaders, the lack of quality materials, or the incompetence of his servants. The reclusive mage who lives for his research now goes through constant cycles of frustration, always on the verge of his great discovery, but never managing to complete his masterpiece. Over time, Meredith grew tired of having to deal with humans, who served him as suppliers of raw materials and bodies. He sought out the Graben family, the clan that led the island of fishermen and merchants, and murdered them to turn them into Lebentods, one of the most advanced forms of undead developed by the Necromancer. Lebentods are undead who remain agile and intelligent, and can use supernatural gifts a few times a day to pass themselves as living creatures. Loyal servants of Meradoth, the Graben family clan became his suppliers of bodies and materials. This insidious undead proceeded to usurp bodies from the cemetery and even murder the outcasts of Grebenite society, as well as lone sailors and merchants, and sent these bodies to the island of Todstan. Many ships were hired to transport these deliveries, on the supposed reason that they were transporting the bodies of members of the Graben family 
the family's mausoleum in the island of Todstein. For more than a century, this stratagem worked perfectly for Marinov, and he received on his remote and frigid island the supplies and bodies for his frustrated arcane experiments. However, his arrogance and overconfidence was the reason for his most humiliating defeat in the year 737 of the Barovian Canada. A group of adventurers from outer worlds were engulfed by the mists and ended up boarding a cursed ship. To get rid of the curse that befalls the crew of the Endurance ship, these adventurers had to rescue bodies that were thrown overboard by their cowardly captain. While they were trying to appease the angry spirits and reveal the mystery about the origin of these bodies, they ended up confronting the undead clan of the Graben family. The path of these brave heroes took them to the cold and remote island of Todstan, where they invaded the mausoleum and house of Meridoff. Having defeated the constructs, undead and traps that defended his home, Meridoff was forced to confront his adventurer. The arrogant and proud mage, seen by overconfidence, and ended up falling victim to an anti-magic field, and then beaten to death by the heroes. For a week, those lands were free from the presence of their Dark Lord, until the obedient dead, who served their master, followed his instruction on how to resurrect him to one of his clones. Meradov was brought back to life through one of his frozen clones in Todestan underground tunnels. His new body had a more bestial look, with his long nails now resembling animal claws. The defeat of the mighty mage caused him great humiliation. He recreated and reinforced numerous magical traps on his island to prevent invasion by intruders. He also devoted efforts and resources to creating a fearsome undead guardian for his island, called the Horror, an amalgamation of a giant shark and a kraken. With a human head, patched onto his body in order to communicate with his master. This undead monstrosity now protects the arrival of unwanted ships on the island. He also returned to Graben Island to rebuild his network of Leban toads after the severe blows suffered by the Graben family clan. His obedient undead, who managed to infiltrate mortal society, began to act as his agents in other lands, seeking to fulfill their master's wishes for bodies, supplies, and items of arcane interest. In addition to his shameful defeat, Miradov intimately begins to recognize his frustrations and inability to develop arcane innovations and advances. He will never publicly acknowledge his limitations, but he has determined his servants to pursue research and innovations in the arcane arts preferably by murdering their authors, so that he can claim these new ideas as his own. In the year 750 of the Barovian Canada, the mist opened on the borders and the isolated nocturnal sea was annexed to the lands of the core. The arrogant Meridot finally begins to consider that the answer to his arcane studies may lie with wizards from other core lands 
and his agents have gone further and further to explore these realms to do their master's bidding. Ominous rumors indicate that Meredoth is even trying to magically correspond with other wizards and dark lords, which, although considered by him inferior to his power, could be useful to his plans. With this, we conclude the special episode about the mighty Meredoth, the wizard of the Nocturnal Sea, the most powerful mage of the Demiplane of Dread. This video was a special collaboration with Mr. Welch, and in the next video we will resume our narrative and trajectory through the core, heading to the lands of Falkovnia. Join us, subscribe to this channel, and activate notifications, and let's explore Falkovnia and find out what dark fate awaits us.